1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Kempy, you've pulled some strings and you've managed to get up someone bright and early out of the Warriors' camp in Melbourne for us. He's an
1: Englishman, you know, and after a much-deserved three-day break uh, last week, he's returned to training this week to prepare for what will be an epic showdown against the Melbourne Storm tonight at Amy Park. With the full-hour signs going up yesterday, this ends that game, sure to be the making of a classic. Richie Agar joins us this morning on. SCNZ. Morning Richie, how's the prep been mate for this important encounter?
2: Yeah. Morning guys yeah no really good, uh, we had a, a pretty straightforward trip over here uh, yesterday, got in uh, yesterday evening and obviously on a long turnaround it's enabled us to get a little bit more working during the course of our week than uh, than we have been able to over the last three or four weeks Kempe. Uh get over one or two little bumps and bruises, we've got a couple of uh, a couple of guys sort of back in the fold as well, so now all oh, good, mate. And we come into the game uh, knowing knowing it's a big game, mate, and, and really looking forward to the occasion that's in front of us.
1: Mate, Murata, uh, new back out there on that right edge with Sean uh, is a is a massive addition to the team. Uh, how how's he come back after having a couple of weeks? Is he short of a gallop, or you see him playing out the whole eighty minutes?
2: Yeah, no, no, he's good, mate. Whether he gets through the whole eighty, I think Marat has been through most of our games really Kempi, where he's had some short intervals, and it's whether we use him again as an edge player. And at times this year, you know, he's come back into the middle, but he's a welcome return. Look, I think he's a world class edge back roller. I think his impact uh, with the ball and his line breaking ability for us uh, has been great, and just his ability defensively, mate, to to be. Uh, a really strong factor inside of Sean uh, in terms of the pressure but also the physical presence that it provides uh, and again coming into a game like this where we know they've got a, you know a real hard edge about them he's a player that will be a you know a much welcome return
0: Richie Ricardo here mate last last week we saw the storm mate. get uh you, you get held to just eight points by the sea eagles what did you guys learn from that if anything that you can put in place today
2: uh, interesting. we, we probably won't just look at that game too. You know, we had a look at the game where they played at, at Amy Park again the Roosters and, and had a, a, a fairly convincing win. But I think it's probably indicative of the competition as a whole at, at this moment in time. Uh, you know, even though we're we sort of eight nine rounds in, I don't think anybody has found that consistent level week in week out ourselves included. Um, but Reading too much into that, I reckon, would be dangerous. I think tonight is a, a different game for the Storm. I don't think there's too many clubs in the competition do um, occasions like this as well as what the Storm do. And, and obviously, there's a, uh, another string to the game. In It's a game in which they remember their football manager that played a, a huge part in their history, Michael Moore. Mm. Uh, so it's fair to say that we'd anticipate the... Uh, that some emotional buttons have been pressed with the storm this week, and, and in response to a, a disappointing outing last time, home game, Anzac Day, uh, and the Michael Moore fight. so we're expecting them to come out. Um, you know, all guns blazing, and I think it's something that you know internally, you know, we've addressed as well. That the need to, uh, you know, the need to sort of fight that fire with fire.
1: Is is that the is it um, purpose why you didn't travel over there early? Um, Richie is because you didn't want to get tied up in the the whole ANZAC you know weekend that's there in Melbourne, and you wanted to keep your boys away from the I guess the that pressure added pressure of of what the ANZAC actually means to the Australians.
2: Uh, no, not really, Ken, Pete. I, I think one thing, mate, is, is actual the schedules, the travel schedules, which uh, stops us sort of getting in a little bit early. But also we factor in that it's a seven thirty nighttime game, so getting in too early, we ju- we're just mindful that. You know, you you know, mate. You've been in these situations. that Too much downtime in hotels mm. uh, can be a little bit counterproductive at time when you're having to when you're having to fill your time. So I think trying to get the perfect schedule is is not always easy. Um, but we just uh, we just got to the the point where the travel schedule sort of dictated that we came a little bit later than uh, I think ideally would have liked. But it's no dramas, mate. I think what we what we are getting used to is that whatever's thrown at us, it's no big deal. We'll just deal with whatever, whatever's put our way, and we'll make the best of it.
1: Make key matchups tonight: duels Walker, Cameron Munster, yep. of course, Sean, Sean and Jerome. Yes. You know, I, I said this week if they were picking a a Kiwi team, you'd put Sean um, yep. and, and yep. Jerome in the halves, and of course, at hooker they've got yep. Harry Grant, and you've got your second. Hooker there, and Freddie Lussick is 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 that a key area for you that you've been working on this weekend and around the the dummy half area? Uh,
2: yeah, I think uh, it's fair to say that when you play Melbourne Storm, one thing you have got to look at is the best players, and a lot of the best players can be are obviously in the spine uh, and are very you know very prominent certainly in in their attacking game and anything to do. You know, Storm are, are very consistent in a lot of areas and. Um, but especially when they get down your end into good ball, Harry Grant touches the ball probably more than any other player. And I think, you know, the control that Jerome shows, uh, but also both halfbacks, uh, you know, have shown over a long period of time that they're prepared to run the ball at any occasion. Uh, And both have got, you know, tremendous assets and and weapons when they decide to do that. So, yeah, that's certainly been part of, uh, of our preview, previewing the storm this week, uh, and it's you know it's vital that we pay attention to those guys. Um, you know, field position is going to be really important. Kempy, I think had uh, the power that the the camp possess. Big Nelson's back, uh, and you know, being able to contain that threat early, and 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 you know, learning from our own mistakes too, mate. You know, we know we've got to get 50% of the possession. Minimum. Uh, while, while last week's performance uh, had some magnificent uh, feeling about it in certain areas, you know we know we're not going to survive on a sort of sixty forty possession count too many times. It just won't hold up. So, you know, making sure that we get we get our equal share of possession, mate, and and contain their big threats is going to be really important for us.
0: Richie, looking at the packs, um, they look pretty pretty evenly yep. poised. Of course, Melbourne lost a lot of firepower last last season with the Bromwich yep. boys and Felice and, and Brennan-Smith yep. going. Uh, if anywhere you have the edge, it looks like you may be on the edges because they've got a couple of very young uh, second rowers in there. Um, Maratha the yep. Corday for us obviously offers us something. Is, is it nailed on that Jackson Ford's going to start it? Do you think there might be a change just beforehand and Josh Curran might slip in there?
2: Uh, probably not going to give too many secrets away, <laughs> but I think that's when it's fair to say that uh, that Jackson will start. I think Jackson's form has been uh, terrific this season for us. He's proved to be a, you know, an absolute eighty-minute Trojan for us, uh, as well as coming up. You know, his defensive work last week, uh, not just the amount of tackles, but the amount of quality tackles and wins. And I think what you know with Jackson is he can carry the ball twice in the in the 78th minute and it'll look just as strong as his first carry in the first minute. Uh, so it's fair to say that, you know, Morata, the team that were named, uh, certainly whereas as back rowers is the team that will start and uh, we'll look for the same sort of impact from Josh that we got when he came off the bench at Cronulla and, you know, give us a you know a, a real shot in the arm at that particular time in the game.
1: Yeah, and that's rightly that's important now that you've got the starting on your side. Hey, Richie, what do you yes. make of the, um, the referee and the officials at the moment and the way that they're handling, <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've got to ask a question, mate, you know, like the way they're handling <laughs> the, the, the hip drops and, you know, the sin and it's just, for me, it's becoming an absolute farce. What, what have you done to sort of combat that? Because shifts in momentum on the back of those referees or bunker calls can really change the shape of a game.
2: Yeah, it can, mate. You know, a simbin, a simbin, as you know, Kemp in in this day and age to go down to twelve men. You know, you're watching the clock down, mate, and, and you're in survival mode well at twelve. You know, well you're down to twelve. Um, there's one thing I will say, uh, and I haven't seen too much of the commentary around it, but what I can say is teams absolutely don't practice hip drops, and I, I no, think if you if you start so. watching old film, camping you know, you're watching five years ago, ten years ago. 20 years ago, these type of t- tackles uh, have sort of always happened. It, it's not a new phenomenon and it's certainly not a wrestle move. You know, we we did see a number of years back people that, that I guess, on stationary attackers would maybe wrap around the legs or, or swing around the legs in, in what might be viewed as a sort of cynical move. But when guys are tackling low well, and sometimes the momentum of the tackle swings around the back of the legs, Sometimes it's unavoidable. I, you know, I do understand the need uh, to try and keep tackles as safe as they can. Uh, but I think it's really important that we find a balance and understand what um, what is avoidable and what is unavoidable and, and what, unfortunately, we play a contact sport. And, you know, we all know when we sign up for this that sometimes there is a risk that people might get hurt. We want to minimise that as much as possible. Um But, yeah, at the moment, it's getting the balance right and understanding, I think, what situations might just occur naturally in the game. Uh, It's a difficult one, Kempi. It's a really, really difficult one uh, for the people that are making the rules. I understand that. Um, But I think the frustration that people are feeling is because, you know, there's some real real grey areas in it. And I think some of them are tackles, as I say, we've seen we've seen for decades gone past that yeah. they've just been in the game. Um, so, go on, mate. Yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, no, I was just I was just going to say, Richie Agar's with us out of the Warriors camp in Melbourne. And, and, Richie, it seems to me that the hip drop has been interpreted differently this season to last season because I've always taken a hip drop to be when you drop on the side of a player's leg so you and you're looking at uh, impacting the ankle or knee joint because it's side on Yeah. Um, but you know the game against yep. Cronulla um, fair play to the ref he was consistent for got done for it as well as near Correa yep. eh? but those were on the back of the yep. legs what feels like it's more likely to happen there because that's you know because of the momentum of the tackle was there anything from yep. the referees before the season to the clubs to tell them they were going to look at it differently
2: uh I've got to. I've got to be honest, boys. I can't really answer that one truthfully and say that there's been any sort of directive around. Uh, you know, Andrew sort of deals with all that stuff and filters down anything that that we need to know in that. But to my mind, um, you know, I, I've certainly not seen any directives that uh, this is what they're going to be looking for. Um, and you know, as you quite rightly said, then I think there's some tackles that you, the momentum just swings around. Now we we do see situations in training where guys uh, are on the way to that sort of movement. And we're in a position at training where guys let go. You know, as soon as a guy feels his momentum going, then he just lets go of the tackle. And we understand that in training, uh, two points aren't on offer. So, you know, safety is paramount. But at the same time in a game, you know, defenders aren't going to let go of people. Are they? You know, the job is to stop That's them right. and pull them down. And and it's happening at such speed that, you <laughs> Yeah, he's just almost like some of these contacts are unavoidable
1: guys. Yeah, and you can't give your legs up, Richie. Once you give your legs up, and an offensive player is carrying the football. That's you're it. inevitably going to fall behind him it's or the side of him it. or, or whatever. Mate, are, are your boys aware of um, that? The, the full the full house signs have gone up tonight, and 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 of course in Melbourne, I don't know if you've been to Melbourne before, but we'll have more people in that stadium tonight that are Kiwis than we will Australians. Are they are they aware that there's a big crowd coming?
2: Uh funnily enough, Kempi, we we were talking about that last night. Uh how many people that we think will be uh be attending the game tonight and some local people from Melbourne that that people uh are friends with called by and said, Yeah, there'll be a good crowd on, probably expecting twenty thousand plus, but we didn't know it were a sellout. So that's you know, that's great news. We had a, an amazing crowd at Mount Smart last week and it's great for the game and, and great for us that uh, we're gathering that sort of interest but also uh, the guys get to take part in such a special occasion in front of the full house uh, in a brilliant stadium
1: too yeah, no, you're dead right. Hey, Richie, thanks for getting up so early in the morning over there and, and getting on uh, online with uh, myself and Ricardo for SCNZ. You go well today, mate. Enjoy the Anzac Day. It's a, a special day over there for the Anzacs, uh, both the Australians and the New Zealanders, and and uh, they really know how to put it on over there in Melbourne. So uh, go well, get the two points, and uh, we'll talk soon.
2: We're looking forward to it, guys. Thanks for inviting me on, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Any time,
0: anytime, Richie. More than welcome, mate, and go well. Best of luck to you and to the team. Richie Agar, out of Melbourne from the Warriors camp. Uh, we're going to talk more league later on in the hour. Ryan Hoffman, who is, of course, a former Warrior, former Storm player, now part of the management crew at the Melbourne Storm. He's going to join us as well. We'll talk about that sellout, and we'll talk about where he sees the team, how they've transitioned from last season. got all of that and more to come. And Kempy on that Roosters-Dragons game. Uh, I mean, I think all day it looks like a Roosters win for me if, if I'm picking that game. Um, but the Roosters uh, have probably let themselves down a couple of times this season. Mm. It's just whether or not the Dragons can get to that level. And, you know, there's plenty of pressure on Anthony Griffin there. How do you see it playing out?
1: Well, that's the main thing. They've had uh, a lot of, I guess, off-field dramas, haven't they, with the talk of a new coach coming and, and names being thrown around. You know, you've got Flanagan from... from uh, the old Cronulla days, looking to get back into the first first grade job, and and his name's at the top of the list, and and you know even Ben, um, saying that he wants to leave, you know. So it's sort of, I think at the moment the Roosters, I think they're getting getting a couple of players back. You know, Crichton um, and Tippener on the bench. You know, like I just think that they're getting back to a resemblance of what their their roster should be looking like. And I think the Dragons have just got too much external stuff going on that they can't stay in the game for 80 minutes, you know. So uh, it hasn't been a happy hunting ground for them on on Anzac Day for the Dragons. The Roosters, you know, with it being their home game, look, I just think they'll be too tough. I think Tedesco's second game back, I think he'll get back into the groove because that's what they've missed. I've missed Tedesco being out there. Um, The more he's out there, the better their team gets. And Manu playing at six. I mean, we saw a
0: bit of that. Remember the Kiwis-Tonga game before the World Cup? 100%. And Manu played fullback, inverted commas. But, man, a lot of the time he was in the line in that six role.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, you know, we picked it last year. They'd probably move him there um, and Sam Walker out of the finals and put Manu in there, you know, with Kerry moving to shifting to... The half, to half-back. So this shape has been thought about for a long time, and I'm pretty sure that Ro, um, Robinson's happy with that shape too. Manu getting them his ball on the hands is dangerous. Yeah. You know what I mean? St. George, they would have done all their homework on Joseph Manu being at six this week because if he gets, if he gets a, a, a sniff of yardage and a sniff of a break, He's going to make. He'll make the dragons pay uh, without a doubt.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great couple of games. So make sure you're all settled in from six o'clock uh, to catch uh, those back-to-back games: the Roosters and the Dragons, the Warriors and the Stormers.